Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You have a legacy to leave. You have a path to blaze and you're waiting for someone to give you permission to do that. And I just say, give yourself the permission and step on go and just create the life that you desire, no matter what that looks like without judgment or waiting on permission of others. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm looking forward to today's topic, which is all about stepping into the spotlight to expand your influence and attract the right clients. So not attract any clients, which is what a lot of people talk about, but attract the right clients because unless we attract the right clients, we're unable to scale from that six to seven figure mark without a lot of hustle and a lot of grind. So today I'm going to welcome Colleen Biggs, who is an award-winning pioneer who empowers women to take the bold steps to not only lead up in their lives, but to take the leap in their business by stepping into the spotlight to expand their influence and attract the right clients. She's got extensive success and experience in corporate America for over 30 years and has consulted over 340 business startups. And she's the host of the Take the Leap with Colleen Biggs podcast. And we're just going to jump into it. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Thank you, Samantha. So happy to be here. Absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Like we were saying before we hit the record button, it's just, you know, it's we're too tired to hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you say do the hustle, I think of the 1970s when that song was like, do the hustle, yeah. <laughs> do the hustle, you know, and that's what it makes me think of. And I'm going to tell you that I did the hustle in corporate America. I did the hustle when I started as an entrepreneur. And I'm going to say that when you launch a business, the hustle should be very temporary. There is a time Mm -hmm. when you are going to be applying a lot of effort and you're going to be building, doing a lot of building. But once you've gotten those years and months and experience behind you, what I tend to see, because I work mainly with women, Samantha, what I tend to see is women continue the hustle because it's what they know. Mm-hmm. So they think, well, this is what got me to scale to six. Yeah. This is what's going to get me to scale to seven. And they're so wrong. Totally. So like I asked you, hey, which bio do you have? Because I've changed my bio four times since that bio came out. 
because I'm constantly reinventing myself. Not that I'm what I would call, I'm not a big fan of people that are serial entrepreneurs. I'm just going to be honest with you. That tells me that people get bored with the mundane, you know, of what's working really, really well, and they get bored with it. And then they move on. And, you know, in the book, Atomic Habits, he interviewed a coach and the coach, he said, I have a question for you. What's the difference between elite athlete and a regular athlete? And he said, an elite athlete is comfortable in the zone of the mundane of doing it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we figure, Samantha, that when it gets too easy, that there's something wrong. Like, no way could it be this easy Mm -hmm. to attract people or make this much money. I have to make it hard because most of us probably around the age 40 to 60 right now, we're raised with the mindset that it's hard work, hard work yeah, Mm -hmm. to earn money. Well, that's still stuck in our subconscious. Mm -hmm. So I remember the days, Samantha, where I would have to work really, really hard before I would like, you know, go and do something fun that I wanted to do. And I was like, why? This is my own business. Uh Why do I have to work hard to celebrate something that is like, okay, now I put the work in. Now I can do something I want to go do. It's like, no, girlfriend, if you want to eat dessert for breakfast and go get a massage today, do it. And by the way, while you're in receiving mode, I'm sure all the work you laid last week will come to fruition today, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the pieces, Samantha, that is probably the biggest barrier for women, especially to break, is that when big, big, big riches come, we're talking the multiple seven figures, it should never be hard. It shall always be easy. And that's how the big riches come. Totally. And that's certainly what I, and I've talked about it quite a lot, is that there is a hustle that has to happen to get to that six-figure mark. I've never met anyone that can build a business without the hustle. Like it's just part of the story. But there does come a point where it actually does get easier. And I've certainly lived this and exactly like you say, just, huh, wow, this is easy. And a lot of people think it's harder to to be in a seven-figure business I can tell you, I know for 100% fact that it is a lot easier running a seven-figure business than grinding out and hustling in a six-figure business. So something that you talk about is operating in a zone of excellence versus a zone of genius, and that by doing that, you're leaving money on the table. Mm. I would love you to speak to this. Okay. So many of you might have read the book, The Big Leap, right? So everything I do is about leaping and taking the leap. And that's the title of a lot of my things. So most of us are really just operating in our best potential, right? Like I've got skill sets, I have knowledge, I have experience, I have all of this that I can bring forward and utilize. But where we have the gap is we don't realize our own self-worth. So it's like we almost overdo it and give too much instead of understanding the worth that we have, the knowledge, the skills, you know, the experience that we have, we have a message to send. We have an impact and a change to make, right? A legacy to leave behind. And by doing that, we're almost always operating in our zone of excellence. So the zone of excellence is what we talk about, what we can do over and over again, rinse and repeat and do it with your eyes closed. It becomes so easy. When you are operating your zone of genius, you must, must, must lean into your fullest potential Mm -hmm. of why you're on this earth. And I believe each one of us are here and created by God for a purpose on what we're here to 
complete. And when you die, you've completed that purpose. That's how I see it. We hope. Yeah. We hope you've completed that purpose. Right. Yeah. And a very small percentage of people don't, Mm -hmm. but we're here for a reason. And by shrinking back, by not acknowledging that you can do more, right? By not acknowledging that you can be more, do more, or have more, you're literally staying in that excellence. So, and I think back at, you know, if I would have taken a job that someone would have given me, say like five years ago, and they would have said, Hey, for a couple thousand dollars, I'm going to hire you to do this. I'd be like, sure. Now, if someone said that, I'd be like, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. because (laughs) my time is more valuable. I don't have the time to do that, what it is that you want me to do. So what happens is you have more experience as you, you know, are moving forward in your business. And now you've been operating through that zone of excellence. It's time for us to take the leap to the zone of genius, which is one of the scariest places you'll ever go Mm -hmm. because it is fully unknown. You have to surrender and let go a lot. And when this is your safe space, meaning the work, the hard work, the hustle, the getting the clients that I know exactly what I need to do, I need to push, pull all the time. And you're asking me to trust. You're asking me to take this leap off the side of this mountain. You're asking me that I'm that a parachute's just going to open. And most people won't do it. They're too scared. Mm-hmm. They're too fearful because they have to have it figured out. And we all know. When you build your businesses, you're like building the plane when you're flying it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we get so good at it and then we get to the six-figure level, usually most people will stop at that multiple six-figure level because they're like, this is good. I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. Not in my world. It's like, mm, that's not enough. That's not enough because if I can do this, imagine if I can 10 times that. Mm-hmm. What's the impact could I have? So then, you know, when someone asks you, hey, I'll pay you $75,000 over here to do that. If you're still saying no, because you know it's not in line with where you're supposed to go, you know, at that point, you're operating your zone of genius because you are not pulled by the shiny little things over here or over there that look like, oh, great opportunities. And it's more money for me. But you're like, the sole focus is here. And I've agreed to let go. I've agreed for these things to come to me in what I'm supposed to do is the greater impact. So the letting go, the surrendering, the entrusting your intuition, these are things that, you know, gosh, back in the corporate days, they would have laughed me out of an office, a Mm -hmm. conference room. Mm -hmm. They would have like, oh, woo, woo, whatever. There's no time for you to bring your intuition or your instincts to the table in a lot of corporations. Why? Because they don't want you to. Why? Because then you're going to realize, like, what the heck am I doing here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. But as an entrepreneur, we must, because that's what, that's how innovation occurs. That's how electric cars occurred. That's how spaceships are built, you know, to go to the moon. This is how innovation or any type of, you know, advancement happens. Mm. And it's never beyond us. We need to remember that we really can do anything we put our minds to if we're willing to believe. And that belief is huge. Totally. Could not agree more. What is one example that of this in your business where you've really listened to your intuition, where you've really surrendered and let go? And what was that time and kind of what happened? I'd love you to take us through that. 
Well, there's one that's kind of confidential. So I don't want to talk about that one. That, that's the first one that came up to my mind. And then I thought, oh, hey, this is the podcast. No, I probably don't want to share that one. Even <laughs> though I would love to, I'm just in the middle of stuff right now. So we'll share that at a later date. But, you know, instinctually, I want to say one of the number one things that I did that was really along my brand of attracting the right clients is I would make the choice to work with people based on if they said yes. And it wasn't an interview process of me interviewing them and them interviewing me. It was more of a process of me saying, hey, this is what I have to offer you. And okay, great. That's for you. Great. I'll take your money. Then I got to the point where I don't, I'm sure you've gotten here, Samantha, and probably every listener that's listening right now. They were dragging these potato sacks through quicksand, (laughs) Uh your client. We all know that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The ones that demand most of your time and can barely pay you. Right. Uh And I just realized very quickly as I settled in and really thought, and I asked, you know, did a lot of praying. I really thought for myself, who do I essentially want to work with? Who is my ideal client? And I teach this to my clients now. That way they don't waste time where I wasted time and they can bypass this whole piece to get to where they need to go. Who do you desire to work with? What's that ideal client already possess? Where are they at in their, you know, in their business? Do they own a business? You know, do they have a certain product? Are they a specific athlete? Are they a client that are on multiple pills, right? I worked with pharmacists and doctors and several other people in coaching. Mm -hmm. So it's a big array, but I asked them the question, who would be the, like the easiest ideal person for you to work with and what would they possess? You know, and they always say, oh, they would have no problem spending money. Okay. That's the number one. They believe in investment, you know, number two, they would, you know, be action oriented. So when I really realized who that person was, I started saying no to people that wanted to work with me. That wasn't a right fit. When you start telling people, I don't think this is a right fit. You become someone who is sought after as an elite coach because you won't work with everyone. You have a specific criteria of who you will work with. And you know, humans have FOMO. Well, they don't like to be turned away. They want to know how do I possess what I need to work with that coach? You know, it's kind of like communities that say we only work with women that make six figures. Mm -hmm. We only work with women that make seven. It's like, if there's a million dollar club, I'll tell you right now, that's desiring to me. I want to be in that club. Uh So if you have a million dollar club, I'm in, right? So how do you create that desire from other people? Because in some instincts, women or men would believe, oh, well, that's cutting myself off from the potential of all of these potential clients. Those aren't all of your clients, by the way. Remember, you only want the ones that are ideal for you and you are ideal for them, which is not the whole front row of people sitting out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you to attract the right people, you have to be extremely sure on who you want to work with, how you want to work with them and the outcomes that they're desiring that, you know, you'll be able to, you know, guide them through. Mm -hmm. And so when you speak, you're essentially saying those words and women or men that desire to be that person, they want to work with you, right? Because they want to know that you're going to help them inspire change another. You're going to help them build unlimited success. You're going to help them leave a legacy, I want to do that. How do I work with you? So by creating yourself in that way and showing up that way, 
that's not trickery. It's not, you know, Wizard of Oz stuff. It's (laughs) (laughs) what some people say, you know, you're being extremely sure and certain, which is super sexy about who I am, what I can do, who I want to work with. And this is my ideal client. And if you fit that, great. If you don't, then here's this other stuff over here that you can go buy of mine that doesn't take my time because Mm -hmm. my time is valuable. And I want to work with the elite people that are wanting to be empowered to do these things. Totally. And I think that that story is the ultimate form of surrendering and letting go to say, no, that I know you want to spend money with me, but we're not the best fit. That is the ultimate form of surrendering in a business, right? (laughs) It's so hard to turn people away. Exactly. It's so hard to turn people away. Until until you attract the right people and then you're like, so so it's only a short period of time, let's be honest. So I have a friend and I think you know who Allie Brown is. Maybe Mm -hmm. I have a friend that actually coached with her many, many years ago. She goes, I coached with her back in the day when she was $12,000. Like, She goes, she's not that anymore. Like she only coaches women that are in million dollar level and above. Mm -hmm. And she said, so I'm so grateful. I got to coach with her back in the beginning of her days, which really made me think, how is Allie any different than anybody? Mm -hmm. Right. So then I look at that and I'm like, we all build ourselves as we're continuing to be successful. Right. You know, you look back at Tesla and when their first electric car came out, it was like the worst electric car ever. Tesla was like, the bottom of the barrel, they lost billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. but he never gave up. Like he just never gave up. Right. And so you have to absolutely surrender to the unknown and trust that this is the best way for you to lean into your highest potential, or you will be playing on what I call like, this doesn't, I don't want this to sound bad, but you're just going to play with the bottom feeders all day. And that's just really where you are. Like, Wherever you play, wherever you feel your life is, you're going to attract people, places, and things and events to that vibration. When you vibrate at a much higher level of how you see yourself, how you deal with others, how you offer, you know, yourself to help others and the type of stages you're on, who is in your network, right? Is your net worth, who you hang around with, that matters. And so who you're affiliating yourself with is a big point to that. So you attract people, places, things, and events at that same vibrational level. And then you wondered like, why, why are all these people coming out of the woodwork and wanting to work with me? And why, you know, I, at first you might seem like they make $12 million a year. Why do they want me to be their coach? Mm -hmm. You can't feel that way. That's shrinking back and, you know, being super small. I remember when I was coaching newer as an entrepreneur, but I've been doing it for 20 years in corporate America. I mean, for goodness sake, I launched over 300 businesses. You would think I would have some certainty about myself uh-huh, uh-huh. and she made, you know, seven figures. And I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. I'm someone that makes seven figures wants me to coach with them. She had every ability and belief in me that I would get her where she wanted to go. I didn't have the belief in myself. I wound up coaching her and learned a lot through the process But I look back now at that and I'm like, what the heck were you thinking? Why were you shrinking back so small when you first started doing it on your own, when you've been doing this for so many years? We just forget how great we are and we give our power away way too much to other people. Totally. And on that, I think that 
it is much easier as a coach to coach someone who is successful to be more successful than to try and drag someone up that that just doesn't have the mindset yet to get to where they need to go. And this is something that someone said to me quite a while ago. And I remember back, it would have been probably over 10 years ago now, there was someone that came and it was her as a new client. It was her very first conference with us when we could actually, you know, go in a room together, yeah. although we're heading back there. And I remember right at the beginning of the conference, we'd only done like a couple of sessions and she went, oh my goodness, I feel like I've won the lottery already. I think you're the very first person that's going to help me get to that 20 million mark because I've stuck, been stuck at 17 million for so long. And I can tell you in that moment, I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, what? Hello? And you know, it was because all she needed was yeah. a couple of little things. And because she'd already got to a certain level, she just grabbed them, ran with them. And yeah, she did her 20 million really quickly. Yeah. So it's worth remembering that we do want to bring these people in because it helps us yeah. to show up and be better coaches. So how do we, let's talk about stepping into the spotlight and expanding your influence to attract the right clients, because that's what we're talking about here, making sure the right people come into our world. What is some of the things, let's actually start off with some of the things that people could be doing wrong right now that may be attracting the wrong people into their world. Okay. The number one thing that I see that people do wrong is they over deliver. Mm -hmm. So they go to speak and they confuse everyone and they'll do a workshop. Okay. I'm going to bring people into my workshop. We all know this is a way to generate leads in a funnel. You bring people into a workshop, you teach them something in the workshop and you make an offer at the end, right? Or you do it in a one day event or a three day event or something like that. They overload them so much that they're confused minds and they have no clue what they're buying. Mm -hmm. So confused mind never buys. Mm -hmm. So that's giving your power away, your energy away instead of harnessing it, right? Because you need that. Mm -hmm. And too many people, their self-worth, again, I'm going to go back to that. The lady who was at 17 million and couldn't do the 20. I bet a lot of that had to do with her belief in getting to 20 as well. Maybe that was shrinking moment for her <gasps> to get to 20. Cause then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what does that mean to get to the next level at mm -hmm. 25 or 30? Right. So that's the number one thing they're doing wrong. They over deliver and they just like throw up on everyone, just word vomit everywhere. So that's the number one thing. The people that are showing up, like let's say on magazine articles and blogs, and they're doing in-person networking, virtual networking, they're doing podcasts like you and I are doing today. They're doing live videos. So they're showing up on YouTube. I did nothing special when I showed up on YouTube and did my videos that are getting like 7,000, 10,000, nothing special. I just had a topic that people were searching for because I did my homework to find out what people were searching for. And I'm like, I do this all day long. I'm doing a video on it, you know? I just put myself out there as the expert and the authority in it because it is for me. If I'm out there speaking and I'm out there and I'm a podcast host, then I see myself as an expert in podcast hosting for my podcast and the way I do it, right? Because mm -hmm. that's how I do it. Publicity. You know, so many of us don't ask others if they can introduce us to someone they know in the media or someone in the news. Do you know how many people you know are probably connected to people that within like three or four degrees, you would get straight to where you wanted to be, but you just don't ask, just don't ask. Exactly. And you know, there's all these new things coming around. Fireside is a new one or fi is a fireside or fire chat. I don't remember I don't clubhouse, know. right? 
My gosh, I could go on and on and on with all the new platforms that come up. People get stuck in their old ways of doing things, Samantha, and they don't want to change. Like it took me a long time to be like, okay, fine, I'll go to Clubhouse and I'll start doing a room in there. Then before you know it, people start showing up and referring you and they start bringing other people to your room. Then you just start getting tons of people in your room of because you just started something new. So, you know, the number one thing people are doing wrong is they're afraid to make a mistake when they show up somewhere. And so they're trying to be perfect and prim and proper and do the right thing. And I'm just exhausted by all of that. So when I show up places, whenever I'm asked or put in a spotlight or someone wants to hand me a microphone, I say yes. And I just start talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm never afraid of who's in the room or what would anyone think of me or none of that matters because I know me. I know what my abilities are. I know the message I have to share. And if you give me a microphone, I'll share it. So I think that's the proper way to do things is to show up exactly who you are with your message. You will attract the people, like I said, that want to be who you're saying that you work with or, you know, a course that you have or whatever it is. You're going to attract the people that need that. You're not going to attract the other people. I've heard people tell me, Samantha, well, when I first met you, I was like, whoa, she's got too much energy for me. I was like, Uh yeah, well, you're not my person. I was going to say, don't dull that energy. Yeah. (laughs) No, I would never. No. Then he was like, and now he's like one of my best friends. And he goes, but then you grew on me over time. And there's just something about you that kept attracting me. He's married. I'm married. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I just think you're so dynamic and I just love to be in your presence. And I'm like, I kind of feel that same way about you. Like you're just such a heartfelt, you know, soulful person. So don't dim your light. Mm -hmm. You have to be you no matter what the person that's running the place says, no matter what, just get out there and be you. And don't worry about what other people have to think. I literally do not fish for clients, Samantha, ever. They're referred to me or they come to me because they heard me speak somewhere. They contact me on LinkedIn. Hi, I heard you speak at so-and-so. I'd like to book a call and find out more about how I can work with you. This is the most common thing that I get through LinkedIn. And it's like, great, let's find a time. Then I ask them, what are your goals? What are you looking for? What do you do? Because I'm interviewing them. I need to know if they're right for my program, Mm -hmm. you know, at that point. And I am not looking to work with people that aren't ready to invest that feel like, oh yeah, I don't have the money. Well, I'm probably not the right person for you then. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy to attract the right people that it's almost like should be illegal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is. Totally. All of us have this free content that we create. You've got your podcast. I've got my podcast. We've got blogs. We've got videos. We've got all of this stuff everywhere. So it's actually okay to say, if you're not ready to invest right now, that's fine. But here are all these free resources that you can consume, that you can, there's plenty of actionable advice there. So go and tap into those free resources and get what you need, implement those things, and then come back and see me when you're ready. So it's, and I I really like to say this because it's not that we're saying, oh, you can't afford me, go away, see you later. It's like, you can't afford me, so we can't work with you now, but I can still serve you in these other ways. Yeah. You know, I went a step further than that, Samantha, and I created a community for women who wanted to be seen, be heard and be visible and wanted to be able to use the platforms that I created. And it's a very affordable membership. They just pay, you know, $47 a month. 
or they can pay for the whole year. And then they get me all the time in there, right? Because I'm interviewing them and I'm interviewing them on the podcast. I'm doing live LinkedIn interviews. They're putting blogs on our website. They're, you know, they're running a Thrive Thursday masterclass. And so I host that for them and invite people and then they get to teach and make an offer. So I'm offering them several ways to be able to be seen, be heard, be authentic, make money, you know, tap into the audience and the community and network. And so there's so many other ways, just like you said, with podcasts and things that we've created, I actually created a community. So it's like, go ahead and hop in my community and get to know all the other members. And hopefully one day, you know, they'll get to the point once they are around me more or, you know, around the community more that they will realize, you know, as they change and evolve and uh, become more successful, what it is in their life that they want. But we're not here to change people. I hope everyone understands that as coaches. We're not here to change people. We're here to inspire change in others because it has to be their choice. And so when people are ready, you know, to work with coaches at certain levels, I mean, I really doubt anyone could go hire Tony Robbins right now for, you know, $10,000. Oh, that's just not going to happen. You know, a year or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't even get one of his coaches for that. His coaches uh-huh. is not uh-huh. even uh-huh. him. The point of that is everybody you work with at every level, you have to remember they're going to get you to that next level. Because I work with three coaches right now. And then I worked with a coach for two years before that. And then when I'm ready to go to the next level, I'm going to work with a totally different coach at that level. So we have to remember that we are in charge and make the choices every day. So the easiest for me without the hustle is to show up as me every day, do my thing that I do every day. And just my job is to show up. Mm. And then I just attract the right people into my world. Yeah, Totally. Now, I know that you've got a free guide that helps people do this. Can you talk a little bit about that and share where people can get that? Yeah, I wanted to make it super easy for everyone because, you know, my business is all about the visibility, right? And that's what the community is about. So I created this really quick seven steps on how if you're not doing them today, you can start doing these things in your business to become more visible and practice your authenticity through that, right? Practice your message, practice being yourself, your authenticity, and the clarity of what you offer. And then with that, I want them to all be able to connect with me. I don't do this that often, but I want them to be able to connect with me if they want to book a quick strategy call. I'm happy to help them where they're at right now and you know, see if there's something I could offer them that they didn't see in their business that you know could take them to the next level or add that additional spotlights for them. And then again, like I told you, I have some videos out there, so we'll connect them with a video for speaking. So how they can really have that superstar magnetic message, you know, and get out there and be really clear on speaking to attract more people. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Them. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll pop that link in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com so that you can get your copy of that list and all of the resources that Colleen has just been talking about. Colleen, if there's one message that you can leave with people right now about really, you know, stepping into the spotlight, you know, expanding their influence, creating more impact, building their business this year, what is that one little piece of advice or wisdom or gold that you can leave them with today? Gosh, I was going to talk to them about learning, but that's not what hit me right now. So Mm. really, you know, you're the only you that's ever been. And you're the only you that will ever be. 
that seems like a lot of weight on our shoulders when we think about that. And, you know, you have a legacy to leave. You have a path to blaze and you're waiting for someone to give you permission to do that. And I just say, give yourself the permission and step on go and just create the life that you desire, no matter what that looks like without judgment or waiting on permission of others. Mm, Mic drop moment there. You don't need to wait for the permission of others. Colleen, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.